In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for With the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome to the punt and pass podcast i'm your host drew butler join alongside my co-host jake from be sure to follow us on social media at punt and pass on twitter and instagram i'm at drew butler he's at from jake punt and pass.com the number one destination for all things college football all right jake one week until christmas day bowl season kicks up this week, which is going to be awesome. You'll, you'll be getting some Christmas shopping done. You may be kind of half in, half out of work. Um, and you can flip on the TV and you can have some action. That That's exactly what bowl season is all about. And then next week is interesting because with Christmas being on a Monday, I feel like these next two weeks, maybe even the next three weeks, it's going to be uh, slim pickings if you're in the office. So you just had a busy weekend. You just got back from the West Coast. You guys played the Los Angeles Rams. You said you did get to meet Matthew Stafford, so a couple of Georgia greats hamming it up at midfield. How are you, brother? I saw you give me a few yawns before we started recording, so you got to be pretty tired. Yeah, man, we got in back late last night, like around 2, 3-ish. Um, did manage to catch up on seven hours of sleep, so that's fine, but just been yeah. uh, resting throughout the day, went in and lifted, um, did that deal. We played the uh, LA Rams, got to meet Matt Stafford. Um, awesome dude. He put on a clinic against us. Uh, I mean, we're talking like five no-look passes. I mean, just some, hey, top-tier level. Hey, this is what the best and the best can do and do every Sunday. Um, and he's yeah. just just been incredible for so long. So uh, really awesome to to meet him. Uh, today is also December 18th, a week before Christmas. I want to shout out my brothers. Uh, they're twins, and it is their oh, birthday really? today. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday from Dylan twins. and Tyler. So uh yeah, so that's that, and uh, yeah, man, just another week in the NFL, just grinding and get back after it, play the Jets uh, this coming Sunday. There you go. Good stuff. I don't know if you saw this, but the Rams right now sit in the seventh playoff spot in the NFC, and if the playoffs started today, they would play at Detroit. You don't think that's yeah. a big game for Matthew Stafford, so see how it shakes out. Three more weeks of the NFL season, some really good games this upcoming weekend. Uh, of course, Christmas Eve is Sunday, full slate. But then Monday, there are three 
NFL games and the Monday night football game could be a Super Bowl preview, Baltimore Ravens at San Francisco 49ers. So those are the top two seeds, AFC and NFC. That will be a great game. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Christmas is a week away. What do you need to do? You need to get on over to Solomon Brothers Jewelers. I was just at Solomon Brothers Jewelers earlier today. Jackie Mm. and I went over to the Alpharetta location. We picked up her Christmas gift. The girls went with us. It's a family affair at Solomon Brothers. I snuck over to the bar. Don't judge me. It was Monday afternoon, but they were pouring. I had one. The girls walked around. Solomon Brothers is the best. Solomon Brothers, fine jewelers. No place better in Atlanta. Two amazing locations. One is in Alpharetta, just past the Avalon, where I was. The other, 17th floor, Tower Place in Buckhead. And there's one more, too. There's three locations now down in Peachtree City. So if you're a listener down south of the city, there is a new Solomon Brothers location just for you, Solomon Brothers has the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and an in-store experience that is totally unmatched. Take it from me. They also have a sick selection of Rolex watches. I was walking around the Rolex watches. Salesman came over to me. He's like, what you looking at? I go, a man can dream. They had this Panda Daytona Rolex. He was like, you want that one? I go, not today, but one day. <laughs> so if you just close the big deal and you want to celebrate, head on over to Solomon Brothers, the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed. Tell them Punt and Pass sent you, or just mention myself or Jake. You can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. We love Solomon Brothers. It's like their Super Bowl time right now. Christmas, holidays, New Year's. So they were rocking. The showroom was very, very good looking for sure. Thank you, Solomon Brothers. All right, Jake, big news right before we started recording. Carson Beck has made it official. He is returning to Georgia for his senior season. And he made an announcement via the Georgia football Twitter page. And this was his statement. If it will pull up. It was previously reported that he was going to play in the Orange Bowl, which obviously seemed to be a pretty decent sign that he would come back. I don't know why he would do that uh, if he wasn't going to play in his next season, but quote, my friends and family have helped put me in this situation. I have options for my future. However, the NFL can wait one more year. I'm returning to Georgia for my senior season. We need everyone's support in Miami to close this season out the right way. End quote. Carson Beck. Oh, one hashtag go dog. So thoughts, you were quarterback. What goes into this decision? Who did he talk to? What feedback did he get? Do you think it was a clear decision for Carson, or do you think he had some pretty restless nights? Yeah, I mean, I think there was a a decent bit to actually weigh and and weigh the pros and the cons of this one. Um, and, you know, what Kirby does for the guys that are draft eligible and and have a good opportunity, he'll go get like third party draft grades mm-hmm. um, from different uh, consulting groups, and so they they have a general idea of where they could possibly end up. And you know, I'm sure that he got a couple. Um, twos and I'm sure he you know probably got maybe a four and a five and you know hey it's an opportunity to to play in the NFL but then also too man you play at the University of Georgia you can come back and um, really boost um, your draft status so um, and also they have a lot of unfinished business you know I feel like they had they left a really really good season uh, on the table and um, I mean they obviously we all know that they should be in it in my opinion and um, yeah so I, I think he uh, wants to leave on a good mark and and now he gets that opportunity. So funny you say that. You know, they they feel like they left so much out on the table with this season. They lost one game by three points. You know, like they, yeah. like that has to be something that 
fuels a decision like this. Now, everybody last week, and, and it's hard to argue this point, was saying, hey, when you see what Georgia's schedule is like next year, uh, that certainly has to play into Carson Beck's decision because it is not easy. Uh, Georgia has a lot of tough road games, notably at Alabama, at Texas, neutral site versus Florida. Of course, you got to play Tennessee and Auburn. It's a tough schedule. Yeah, they do get two bye weeks, but I would probably think, Jake, that when you are doing apples to oranges, the schedule next year, you probably compare that to the draft class of quarterbacks this year. Carson is a prototypical NFL guy. By all accounts, he can make all the throws, get another year of film on tape, play in the best league, the SEC. Hey, you might not go undefeated, but people aren't going to say you're not an NFL quarterback because you didn't win every single game you started at in college. So I would have to think those types of things came into his decision-making process. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, he's just a a one-year starter. Um, and there's a lot of football and a lot of room for growth, too. So, um, I mean, honestly, the, the sky's the limit. Uh, I think we just kind of scratched the floor. I don't think yeah. he's getting any worse from here on out. Um, and uh, right now, we're just going to see how high the ceiling could be. Do you think this had anything to do with possibly Dylan Rayola looking elsewhere? It has not been made official yet that Dylan Rayola has committed to Nebraska. He, of course, took his official visit in Lincoln this past weekend. He was supposed to be an early enrollee at Georgia and a participant in bowl practices. That, of course, is not happening yet. But you would have to think that Rayola maybe saw the writing on the wall for Carson Beck to come back. And he did make that decision. And now you would think, there's really no chance Rayola is going to Georgia, right? I mean, is the hay in the barn? Is it just uh, imminent of his announcement that he is switching his commitment to Nebraska? Yeah, it's definitely looking that way. Uh, just from the people that that I've talked to, that I kind of know a little bit about the situation, um, and then also too, he probably was hearing a little bit in that in that building uh, in the Georgia building that that Carson was probably coming back and he wanted an opportunity to play. So um, yeah, it's it's hard to kind of blame, you know, either way, obviously we have discussed this in a, in a past episode, but uh, yeah, uh, I definitely think that uh, there's a cause and effect relationship there. Uh, and that is why Dylan Rayola looked to go elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm going back to the Bill Parcells philosophy of drafting a quarterback. You pretty much hit all of these. And obviously there were some interesting circumstances, uh, especially given the timing, but one, this is Bill Parcells, again, philosophy for drafting a quarterback. Must be a senior because you need time and maturity to develop into a good professional quarterback. He must be a graduate because you want someone who takes his responsibility seriously. He must be a three-year starter because you need to make sure his success wasn't ephemeral and that he lived as the guy for some period of time. He must have had at least 23 wins because the big passing numbers – must come in the context of winning games. So like that that's the Bill Parcells philosophy, senior, three-year starter, win 23 games, graduate to see things through. So it's interesting. Obviously, Carson would not be able to start as many games as that, but he would be a two-year starter. Uh, he would be in the same system because Coach Bobo uh, probably isn't going anywhere for two years. He's going to have a lot of skill guys come back. So seems like a good situation. And he's going to play a really tough schedule. So... I think it's the right decision. Again, we talked about this last week with the NIL rumors. I don't think he's getting $4 million. I think he's getting 
very handsomely compensated because he's earned it. But $4 million is a highly significant amount of money. Baker Mayfield is making $4 million this year as the starting yeah. quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So just, just have that in the back of your head. Carson made the right decision for him. He obviously had counsel, consultants, third parties, his family, Kirby Smart, Mike Bobo, all of that. All of that went into his decision. And today he makes the announcement, thankfully, right before we started recording, that he yeah. – will be back at Georgia next season. I just saw a great tweet from KL at KLev19, and he said, more like Carson back. I said, I like that. More like Carson back. He's coming back. So there you go. Good news for Georgia. He will be playing in the Orange Bowl. I saw Trey Benson and Jaheim Bell and Johnny Wilson have opted out for Florida State. So Florida State's going to throw a skeleton Mm -hmm. crew out there. Um, I don't know what that line's done, but I know Georgia was more than a two-touchdown favorite that game, of course, December 30th coming up. All right, one thing that caught a lot of attention last week, um, Aaron Murray, who used to be on the Punt and Pass podcast, he sent the tweets out, and he was saying, I've never seen so many five-stars leave a program. He said, what in the world is happening in Athens? He said, are the young guys scared of competition, or are is Are the transfers scared of the competition from the young guys? I am paraphrasing his tweet. And I saw it, and the list of transfers was there. It's a long list. I mean, Georgia's had a lot of people transferring out of the program, and a lot of these guys were five stars. They were four stars. But the first thing that came to my mind, Jake, was, one, a lot of these guys didn't play. I mean, Jamal Dumas Johnson, that's a big loss regardless, and I have no idea what the intentions were of him transferring. But my first thought was none of these guys played. And then my second thought was, okay, well, Georgia has 75 to 80 four- and five-stars on the roster, so it's not like the cupboard is bare. I don't know. Maybe I just – maybe I don't dive too much into the recruiting, but this is just the new day and age of college football. Am I right in thinking that, or or am I wrong in saying, hey, this really could be a problem down the line? Yes, yeah, so I I don't really sweat the the mass exodus, you know, that, that Aaron's alluding to here. Uh, just from my experience being around the program, like guys who are leaving this kind of program and, and Alabama, uh, you know, maybe Ohio State, like these are guys who have trouble assimilating into the culture. Like these are guys who are having trouble. I mean, honestly, like as simple as showing up on time, going to classes, uh, doing what they're asked to do, like it's it's tough being a division one sec football player at the university of georgia yeah and like whether it's it's on the field or or stuff off the field like these are guys that that really didn't fit the bill so to speak and um like very rarely do we have a jamon dumas johnson or jermaine burton yeah uh, in the past who's left like that's a that's a rarity right mm-hmm. um you know these other guys are they, they see the writing on the wall that they're probably not going to play here um, and, and if that's not the case, then it, it may be tougher than they thought, uh, to play here. So, um, I, I, I wouldn't really worry about it or lean into it, uh, too much. Uh, and then like you mentioned too, as well, like recruiting wise, they do a great job of just constantly rebuilding and, and throwing high caliber talent back into the pool and, uh, some other guys that they're going to fit in, uh, and trying to assimilate back in their culture, uh, and their high standard of excellence. You know, it's fascinating the timing of all this because, you know, late last week when the early enrollee, I believe 21 of their 28 signees in this class, which is right now ranked the number one recruiting class in 2023-2024, 
they're already on campus. They're, they're enrolled. So yeah, you have an exodus of players, but you have a wave of new players, predominantly four and five stars who are there because they want to be at Georgia. They're obviously younger. They're going to get assimilated into that culture you just spoke of, but I don't know. I, I just, I chalk it up as the new age of, of college football. And there are special circumstances. You see guys like Makai Muse or uh, Jackson Meeks. I don't know if Makai has announced where he's going, but Fran Brown, the former DB coach at Georgia, who's now the head coach at Syracuse. Obviously he had great relationships with a lot of guys on campus. And obviously he's telling them, Hey, if you come to Syracuse, you are a day one starter. You're going to play. You know how I like to coach. I'm going to put a great staff around me. I need guys like you, you know, and that's a great recruiting pitch because you can go up to Syracuse as a former Georgia player who's been a part of a championship program and you can help build that culture and you can have that immediate trust with the head coach on day one. So there are specific circumstances, but when you look at it on the whole, it's like, Hey, one in, one out, one in, one out. And if you don't fit that bill, uh, it is just tough sledding to get onto the field and, and to continue performing on a consistent level at UGA. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, all these kids have dreams and aspirations of probably playing in the NFL, and you don't have the opportunity to play in the NFL if you never play in college, right? Uh, these guys are trying to find a way to to get on the field. Um, some are willing to do what it takes uh, at the University of Georgia. Um, some maybe not. Some may not necessarily have uh, the skill set or, or not get along with the coaches. Or There's, there's so many other factors that go into it but uh the new age of college football is hey when can i play and how much can i get paid like yeah. objectively like that's that's the new age of college football it's crazy uh, it really is crazy i don't want to go down that route because we discussed it in depth last week but that that's the new day and age and i i was hearing rumors and it might have been at florida state of course none of this has been corroborated but i was hearing rumors that supposedly there's this new trend of players literally holding these collectives hostages in order to play in the bowl game. Going to the collective and saying, we're not going to play unless we get paid X amount. And the collective's wow. like, um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the price just went up. So if you want us to play in this bowl game, pay us this much. Of course, again, I've not corroborated those rumors, uh, but I've heard that it's happening at more than one school. This is the new day and age of college football player empowerment mixed with no rules, mixed with, uh, a new industry, call it, of course, that is NIL. And you have some unscrupulous activity, unscrupulous mm. word of the day. So like we'll see what happens. Uh, KJ Jefferson, KJ Jefferson, former quarterback at yeah. Arkansas, longtime SEC starter. He has put his name in the transfer portal. LSU's Jaden Daniels, Heisman Trophy winner. He announced today he is entering the NFL draft. He is going to skip their bowl game. Georgia announced their new DB coach from Southern Cal, Dante yep. Williams. Is that his name, Jake? I don't know if you remember the name off the top of your head. Um, Do Dante Williams, that is the name. So he's hired by Kirby Smart, former DB coach for the USC Trojans, known for what? His recruiting prowess. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. and then immediately I saw that uh, USC's like best – five-star defensive back, put his name in the portal. I Malachi think after that. Nelson, that's yeah. correct. So, so again, people, it's just, yeah. it's just what's happening right now to the great game of college football.
Good stuff. Good stuff. What are the bowl games this week? Uh, let's look at the schedule. Currently playing right now is the famous Toastery Bowl. Are you aware of what two teams are in the famous Toastery Bowl, Jake Fromm? Is it uh, Western, Western Kentucky and Old Dominion? Yeah, it is. Look at you right off the top of your head. Good one for sure. Things kick back up tomorrow with the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. Texas San Antonio against Marshall. That game's at 9 p.m. And then Thursday, got a couple of games. Starting with the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, that's South Florida against Syracuse. And then Friday, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl featuring Georgia Tech and Central Florida. Good slate on Saturday as well, but we'll have a podcast before then. Kind of uh, thin times there on the news and notes across the landscape of college football. Carson Beck saved us with a good announcement before we fired up this podcast. Yeah, I mean, gosh, what's really going on? Uh, I I don't know, Coach. I mean, right now I'm just trying (laughs) to get ready for Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Everybody is. Everybody's trying to get ready for Christmas. I was just over by the Avalon, of course, when I popped into Solomon Brothers, go check out Solomon Brothers. They are online at SolomonBrothers.com. They are at Solomon Brothers on Twitter and Instagram. And the Avalon was packed. And it looks great, yeah. but this is it. This is the Christmas rush. If you want to kind of get away from the Christmas rush and have a little bit more of a special experience, get into a Solomon Brothers store. There's three amazing locations. One is in Alpharetta just past the Avalon. The other in Buckhead, 17th floor tower place. And south of the city in Peachtree City. The store is for anyone with any budget, and it gets better because if you mention punt and pass, you can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Solomon Brothers has the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. They offer interest-free financing options, custom jewelry design, and lifetime diamond upgrades. Nothing better than Solomon Brothers. Shout out to them for being the presenting sponsor of punt and pass. Follow us on social media at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake Punt and Pass.com. Jake, anything on the way out, brother? Uh, negative, coach. I got nothing for you. I really do. Don't. All right, my man. Well, hey, I appreciate you. I'm glad you got back safe. Thanks, Sounds man. like you had a good time meeting Matthew Stafford. Commanders versus Rams. Commanders take on the Jets this week. Are you guys playing Christmas Eve? Uh, yes, we are. Sunday. There you go. Yeah, Christmas awesome. Eve in New York. Man, I think it'd be pretty cool. Sweet. I was just up there. So you'll have a great time. Christmas time in New York. Nothing better than that. All right, everybody have a great week and we will talk to you on Thursday. See you. In today's fast paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at LGECCU.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.